Welcome back, saucers. Welcome back, saucers. Um, today, we have a very special guest. And if you are an avid watcher, listener of the SOS pod, you know this guest, Bailey Boyd. She's a lobbyist, activist. She's amazing, um, extremely smart, and a gal that you want to talk to for hours and hours and hours. Um, and you can, like, she is welcoming people who have more questions. We're talking specifically today about abortion and, and reproductive rights for women. Um, and the backwards laws that are happening. Just some fun little light hot girl (laughs) conversation. Yeah, there's like girly things. Um, (laughs) but if you want to reach out to her, she's at Bailey B. Boyd. Um, and we'll be tagging her on her Instagram so you can like mm-hmm. easily find her there. Um, she's also a policy consultant. Like she's just so smart and we're going to dissect her brain on everything Yeah, that is going on in our backwards fucking country. So yeah, here without we go. Without further ado, Bailey. <gasps> Yay, Bailey, you're here. You're back. Yay. Welcome back to the crazy pod. Thank you guys where- for having me again. Um, I'm so excited you're back. Like, um, literally, we'll have you anytime. Yes, Thank and you. since we <laughs> first had you on and I met you, started following you on Instagram, before we get into this, I need everyone to follow Bailey because her stories yeah. are a work of fucking art. A work oh, man. of comedic genius yeah. mixed with reality, uh, which, as it yeah. always should be. A and, je ne sais uh, quoi. Yeah. Yeah, Thank je- you. Uh, Thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, if you just want to see someone constantly in the midst of a a mental breakdown then there you go it's just like look I mean that's why you know that's why every time I'm on like a dating website or anything I'm always like I always immediately put my Instagram link in my bio you do you do the Instagram yeah because I'm like you need to know that I'm mentally ill before you because otherwise they just see these pictures and they're like, oh, my God, she's so cute and nice. And I'm like, no, she's crazy. Like, <laughs> so I love I that do. ballsy action. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, why, I mean, that's why we love you. you anyway. Yeah. Um, but obviously, as we said in our intro, we are we are talking to you about all the fucking nonsense that's happening in the Supreme Court when it comes to women's reproductive rights. Um. A big thing, and you tell me like how big of a thing this is in 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 your uh, mind. Um, <laughs> but basically, alarm bells went off for me when I found out that Justice Breyer was retiring, and it's just like, okay, great, Biden can go through first on his plan on on getting a uh, black female Supreme Court justice on there, um, but also hopefully someone that's going to be on the side of keeping are uh, Roe v. Wade intact, essentially. So what are your thoughts on that? (laughs) Well, um, I mean, I have a lot of thoughts. The first thing, though, with Justice Breyer, I mean, can we just for a moment, can we just take a moment to think about how awkward it is that people are... (laughs) People urging you to retire because they're like, you might die. Um, And you might die when a Republican is in office. And I mean, I just, how uncomfortable is that? But, um, you know, a while ago, he did say that he wouldn't be retiring. And then the fact that he ended up coming around and making that decision to do that, I feel like really shows um, what the stakes are. Um, You know, it's... I'm excited that we will have a 
woman who is black on the highest court in the land. I mean, it is about time, but, and, and she'll be liberal, you know, um, if not middle of the road liberal, she'll be more liberal than mm -hmm. Breyer right now. Um, the way that it stands, especially because, you know, we've got 50, 50 Senate right now, but uh. we can, we can sway some Republicans to vote for some of these, um, picks okay. that we have. The problem is that that is not going to change probably how the court votes on the upcoming case in yeah. Mississippi. Yeah. So even though we will be replacing this justice, um, that doesn't undo the fact that we replaced, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg with yeah. uh, Coney Barrett and that we have Kavanaugh on the court. Like, we've got a supermajority right. of conservatives right now. And one of the things that really sticks out to me is that there's something um, called, and I forgive me if I butcher this, anyone in law school, but um, I'm pretty sure the Latin is star A, uh, and then it's decitus, decitus. Anyway, this is a Latin term that a lot of um, Supreme Court past justices, even when they haven't agreed with abortion, when it's come across their desk, they have stated that saying, you know, it's it's our duty to uphold the other court cases that have happened. Mm, right. So basically these, you know, judicial outcomes that we've seen before, they're like, well, it's our duty to not relitigate that. We are going to uphold that even if we don't personally agree with it. And this court that we are seeing right now doesn't really seem to give a shit about that, if you will. <laughs> so, um, especially we saw that with the way they reacted to the Texas bill, which is yeah. honestly just, it, it's in direct violation of Roe v. Wade and mm -hmm. yeah. um, Casey versus Planned Parenthood. So, it's fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> what I would say as far as like our SOS moment is, mm -hmm. so let's say like, let's look at the potential outcomes of what could happen once this case is decided um, in Mississippi. And our options are, you know, the court overturns Roe and Casey, meaning that each state will determine its own abortion laws. Um, the court could construct or revise uh, the meaning of an undue burden in the Casey decision. So basically, they would be saying um, what constitutes as too much of a barrier for a woman to get an abortion. Mm -hmm. um, and then, or the court could uphold the law as it is, though I don't really see that happening because they are willing to even, you know, litigate the Mississippi case at all. And the reason the Mississippi case, I think I have to add, because I feel like a lot of people are wondering, you know, like, why is this one so significant as far as Roe v. Wade goes? And it's because in the actual legal statute, it is challenging Roe v. Wade. And it's saying that Roe v. Wade should be overturned explicitly. Mm -hmm. So it's not just another abortion case coming through. It explicitly is calling for overturning Roe v. Wade and sending those decisions back to the states. So, <laughs> I know that was a lot so, to take yeah. in. So, uh, but that's kind of, you know, the implications of all of these laws and what will happen afterwards is really what our SOS is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and access to abortion, you know, should be basic... <laughs> basic healthcare 
rights, you know, like it obviously in our perspective, and that's the point is that's not everyone's perspective. But why do you think that there's been such a disconnect in the past decade regarding this just in society? Like, it's like we're going back, you know, it's like, yeah, it's like three steps forward, four steps backwards. And but obviously there are trigger points and things that I, I I don't know if you agree with. I think in politics, a lot of times it's a pendulum and, you know, the reaction to Obama is Trump and then the reaction and it's like trying to constantly stabilize. But it's like, in your opinion, why, yeah, why such a disconnect, especially in the last decade and this reversal of these human rights, Ideals, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's a difficult question because it's so multifaceted. Um, yeah. The first thing that I think I'll say is that, you know, for reasons, usually because of stigma, but also other people have their own reasons that they are completely entitled to. But people, you know, it's very likely that you know somebody who has gotten an abortion. That doesn't mean that they talk about it. So this is a very normal procedure that Uh. people don't talk about getting because there's such a stigma around it. So the first thing is that it is being built up to be this thing that is not the norm in a Mm -hmm. lot of places. Um, The second thing that I will just say is that I feel like, and, you know, this truly is just my opinion, but I feel like this really is an attack on women and people who can bear children. Oh, yeah. It feels like we've gotten more rights, and then as we get them, it's like, (laughs) They get angry and they try to legislate us more. I mean, you would never see anything even similar to this when it comes to a man. You just absolutely wouldn't. And it really does. In fact, birth control would be in like barbecue flavor and cool ranch. They'd be Tic Tacs. (laughs) Yes. Well, as long as it as long as it didn't have side effects. Right. Like, so. Yeah. 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 Right. You know, I just I think back to even one of the first things um, when I was getting you know, when I was becoming kind of interested in being political in high school, I remember my dad saying to me, my very conservative dad, he said the worst invention invention ever was birth control. Oh, wow. Like, because wow. it gave, it made it so that everything was in women's hands. And that was really <laughs> shocking to me. And also, you know, if you read through the, even if you read through Roe v. Wade, you know, we think of that as a very feminist moment and it is it's it's completely feminist but in 1973 if you look at the arguments that they make they are making an argument for the ninth amendment and the 14th amendment and they're trying to kind of make this um argument to that we have a right to privacy which is interesting from a political perspective because Mm -hmm. that isn't actually outlined anywhere in um you know in our constitution but it sort of is. And so they basically say like, well, this has an aura of <laughs> privacy, mm. of like a right to privacy. So we um, we are going to use that. They were not using, it wasn't until Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg said, you know, it, it has to do with the fact that this is about equality. Like this, yeah, yeah. this doesn't just, this disproportionately affects women. It wasn't until she said that, and she wasn't on the court at the time. So at the time when they were arguing for right to privacy, you would think that they were arguing about the right to privacy for women who were, you know, Mm -hmm. trying to get an abortion. 
Um, but that wasn't the case. They were really arguing for the privacy of the physicians who were actually oh. giving the abortions. So if you look through the case, I mean, obviously some people probably voted based on, you know, the privacy of like the family, if you will. Um, but there were other justices who voted because it was the privacy of the physician and, and not, not the woman. The woman. That's <laughs> so that interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, throughout all of this time, we are constantly just treating women less than. We're constantly saying, you know, I don't think that you can make this decision for yourself. Mm -hmm. I don't think that you can make a decision about what's best for your body. And to even piggyback on that, what's really crazy about a lot of these laws, um, specifically this Mississippi case, mm -hmm. is that... I feel like we used to see a lot more, you know, anti-abortion laws and bills in place, but then they would have this caveat. They'd say, oh, except for in the case of rape or incest. Right. Mm -hmm. These laws do not have that. Yeah. That Mississippi law, there is no exception for rape or incest. Is that the same? Oh, so sorry. Wild. No, it's okay. It's just even for Republicans, that's wild. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. I and is that the same as because there's other states too, right? There's like um, Nebraska, there, there, uh, Phoenix, and I, and just so in case our viewers don't know, and I, I think I have an idea, but you might know more than me of uh, like the details of this because are they just like the Texas bill copycats essentially, or do you see states like Mississippi going farther with that? You know, as far as the time, well, it's further right because of the no exception. Well, I think Texas has no. Well, exception. Texas, Texas has a no exception right now. I mean, the Texas bill is bonkers because it literally like it encourages people to basically tell on doctors and citizens we, arrest. Yeah, we have not had a. I I think okay, I'm gonna put like a bit of something on that but we really we really have not seen anything like this since like the fugitive slave act yeah because yeah. that is when people were not just you know trying to there we're not trying to just arrest providers it's also like the uber driver yeah who drives exactly. this woman it's exactly. anyone who is messenger yeah 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 and if you go to the texas planned parenthood site it's really upsetting because it mm. basically is just like we're so sorry. We can't give you an abortion after six weeks, but like we'll try to help you find a place that can. And mm. six weeks, you guys, most people don't even know that right. they are pregnant at that no, time. I, I have had like two or three friends in the last two years who uh, found out they were pregnant after six weeks. Yeah. Uh, like eight weeks, seven weeks. Um, yeah, two friends of mine were like, they didn't even know. And that's, and that's like, uh, been friends who were ex wanted a baby planning. or like yeah. check planning yeah so then when you aren't expecting one and you're not like checking regularly I mean shit that's like yeah. nothing so what's going on with the laws though to your question earlier is that they so what we used to what we still worry about were um trap laws or things that we used to worry about before but now what we're worrying about is something called trigger laws mm -hmm. so all of these states are putting these laws into effect that's basically saying if 
Roe v. Wade is overturned, then this will happen. And I have the number somewhere, but I believe it's about 26 states that have that. So that's either a total ban wow. on abortion or that is a partial ban at a certain week amount. So I actually have... Let me just look right here. There is um, a new map that came out, and I'm going to butcher this name. It's maybe Guttmacher Institute, Guttmacher. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's G-U-T-T-M-A-C-H-E-R Institute, and they have put out a map about how far women would have to drive, and it's wow. based on... They have a total ban tab, a 15-week ban, and a 20-week ban. And so if we're looking at, um, I was looking at Montana because, mm. you know, Montana, I live in Washington State, and people in Montana would have to drive to Washington State. So right now in Montana, um, the average one-way driving distance under the current legal status is 22 miles to get an abortion. And that is not nothing. That's yeah, no. a long way. Yeah, yeah. But the average one-way driving distance under a complete ban would be 384 miles. So they would need to take off work. They would need to... Yeah, yeah. have a car. Have a car. Yeah, have a car. Have child care. Mm -hmm. Have, I mean, and then, you know, that doesn't even take into account, like, where they're going. What are the laws right. there? Do they need more than one appointment? Do they right. like so? I mean, but that is a that increase is. It, I mean, the percentage is like over a thousand percent of an yeah. increase in the distance. Yeah, it's, and let's not so sorry to interject. Let's not pretend no, that this okay. isn't like you know not just anti women's essentially, but like anti uh, underprivileged uh, women yes. of color. Like this is a hundred percent like because any fucking privileged woman, white woman will be able to travel to make these accommodations to get their abortions, but not or, in. And or the entitled privileged men who got them pregnant with the means will yeah, make sure that those women are able to get, get them a to car. a state that allows mm -hmm. it, even if they're the ones that voted for the ban. Exactly. I mean, and that's that's completely right. Like money is already such an issue with abortion as it is. Um, mm -hmm. What I really would like to be focusing on right now is the Hyde Amendment. Like, I wish that we could be focusing on that because that says that our federal dollars cannot pay for abortion. And that, I think, is just, you know, economically stupid mm -hmm. because when you think about how much money it costs to get an abortion versus how much money it costs to support a woman through pregnancy and mm -hmm. then that child for 18 years yeah. at least if, if not more and if the baby doesn't have you know if, it, if it's born you know healthy. If to a healthy right if the mother was not using any drugs or an alcohol you know it's like a medical on top of that and mm -hmm. yeah yeah mm -hmm. it just it doesn't make any sense at all um yeah i don't know in washington state we have it basically written into our law already that even if they overturn Roe v. Wade, we will still be able to access, you'll still be able to access abortion in Washington state. But what that's already done is we've already seen an influx of people. So we have something called the, um, oh God, what, what is it called? It's the Northwest Abortion Access Fund. They changed their name a while ago, but um, Northwest Abortion Access Fund. And that covers, I'm going to mess this up, but I'm pretty sure it's like, it's Oregon, Idaho, Alaska. It's 
all in that area. And basically they fundraise and they provide, they, they're all volunteer run. I volunteer for them before. They're fantastic. And, but it's like volunteers are picking you up from the airport. Volunteers are housing you. And they were interviewing this woman, um, who is in Eastern Washington, who works with them. And she basically was like, we're already seeing so many, like 60% of the women that we're serving in Washington right now are from Idaho. So we're already seeing this. So now we're going to have to figure out, you know, we're going to have to figure out how, how is our, how are our staff at these clinics? How are they going to, these providers, how are they going to deal with this influx of patients? Yeah, how are they going to support it? During a pandemic also. Um, And then we'll have to figure out funding. Like, how are mm-hmm. we how are we going to help these women so that it's not six hundred dollars right, to get right. an abortion? Because that's not doable, especially when we know that most people right now don't even have like a savings account. Right. Um, and it's six hundred dollars <sighs> on top of travel and missing work and all the things we yeah, just listed. Exactly. It's a huge burden and it's yeah. really, really scary. And, you know. I feel like we all know this, but it's worth being said that just because you get rid of the accessibility and you make it illegal to have an abortion doesn't mean that people are not going to have them. Exactly. We've seen time and time again that they are going to have them. When we look at the Janes, you know, that's mm -hmm. two movies this year um, won a bunch of awards that were based on the Janes because they are just, it's crazy to me to think that that might become a thing again, but We look at that and the reason it was created is because women were trying to get abortions and they couldn't. Mm -hmm. And they were finding women like dying it left in alleys. Mm -hmm. And so they were like, we want to stop that. Well, what if we get to another point where that starts happening again? You know, these women are going to end up in our hospitals. So then we're going to have a bunch of women in the hospitals after they tried to get an abortion that was, you know, not safe or legal. Mm-hmm. And what happens then? I mean, it's... if we have we learned anything from anything ever, like, you know, drugs, weapons, you ban all these things, they still exist on the black market. They're being shipped and their whole industries are booming, no matter how illegal a substance is or a weapon is or a procedure is like, it doesn't matter. They j- it just gets more and more dangerous. And but it does, like you just said, it doesn't stop the existence of anything. It doesn't stop people from pursuing anything. And it just makes it harder and more dangerous. And then it's going to, I mean, we're, we're like idiots. Like, I bet the aliens watching us right now are just like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, why are we wasting our time with these people? <laughs> and, and the traveling, like we were just talking about, have you, do you know, like any, um, you know, stats, but like, I think I've heard about Rhode Island getting a lot. Why Rhode Island? What am I Where's my memory going? But basically, because of the Texas um, ban that happened, like the neighboring states and other states that are getting an influx of Texan women um, already. Do you know, like, the stuff on that? Because, like, it's blowing my mind how it's already affecting the neighboring states as well. Well, see, it's interesting because um, I feel like we already were seeing that. It's just people didn't know it was happening. Yeah. So this, in a way, 
what's happened with this Texas law because it's so bonkers with them asking you to like report physicians <laughs> and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and also the fact that it, it just really is in direct violation of Roe v. Wade. And yet it is still in effect right now. Like there is a six week ban. So it's crazy because it's already hard to get an abortion in Texas. I mean, it's not, it's not hard for everyone, but there are a lot of places that don't have clinics. And, you know, like I said about Washington and Idaho, like people don't realize that it's really hard for these working class people in Idaho to get an abortion and they're coming over to Washington state to get them. Mm -hmm. Um, This is, I feel like what this shows me and it, sucks and I feel like I maybe said this last time when I was on here but I really am a little bit annoyed about how we've dealt with this I feel like we have as a movement I feel like we have a lot of infighting I feel like we Mm. should have been working to progress um toward making abortion more accessible in all of this time since like at least 1992 when um, the Casey case happened because, you know, you look at that case and literally the only part that was deemed like an undue burden was somebody having to notify their husband that they were getting an Mm -hmm. abortion. Mm -hmm. But parental notification, that's still legal a lot of places. (laughs) So these are issues that we should have really been addressing. And I feel like nobody was paying attention and yeah. or working together and lots of infighting. And that's not everybody. There's also a lot of people who have been doing a lot of really good work. But mm-hmm. what I see on the conservative side is I see that they have stuck together through everything. Even when they disagree on certain other things, they still stick together and they've chipped away at this decision for years and years and years. And mm-hmm. so I feel like what we should really learn from this is that just because we pass one thing does not mean that we are done. Mm-hmm. We still have to keep going. And that sucks right. because it's exhausting. But that's how it is. We can't rely on the Janes anymore, right? Like a lot of them have died and the other ones are like in their 70s and 80s. Yeah. So I, you know, like they're not going to come in and do this. We need to pass the baton. Right. We need people to come and show people why this is important. It's true, right? I just, because I know there are a lot of states and I know there's a lot of women talking about it um, still to this day where they need to get their husband's permission to get their tubes tied. Like they, to this, so it's like, it's in the same vein where we could have been still working to get (laughs) that shit eradicated, you know what I mean? Shut down so we don't have to do that. Um. You know, when hus- when men can go, you know, snip, snip and then get it reversed and all that jazz. Um, it's just so interesting how backwards it is. And it's like, it's like no shit, you know, these conservatives that can stick together because it's so easy to rely on a Bible, which is 99% of the reason why they are, they think the way they do when it comes to women and their reproductive rights. It's so easy to be dumb and rely on, you know, just a book and a few talking points that they get from Fox News and their pastor and just stick to it instead of having nuanced conversations like, you know, a lot of leftists do when it comes to pu- yeah. pushing, moving the needle, pushing the needle, um, and, you know, and, and talking about the complicated um, issues surrounding it. And it, it's it's fucking disgusting. Sorry. I think that like 
a lot of times what happens um is that and i i this also happens with like racism and you know all the atrocities that exist where you know somebody who has such strong beliefs like super conservative beliefs uh, i don't believe in abortion at all um black people are bad or i had a black friend once you know what i mean mm. then you meet like one okay so let's say with the, sticking with the abortion thing you know somebody who like a staunch Republican will have someone in their family, like their niece or their daughter who goes through this trauma of needing an abortion, wanting an abortion for whatever reason. They, oh, they all of a sudden have this empathy for their loved one and maybe they pay for it. Maybe they, they even help them gain access to it. And, and they don't love their loved one any less, but that instance doesn't make them realize, oh, I was wrong. This, these people don't aren't all bad. What actually happens in their brain is, well, my daughter's the exception to the rule. Yeah. As opposed to letting it make you realize that, um, no, actually, the rule is dumb because there are more people like my daughter who, you know, because it's like you, I think about that. I'm like, how can you see these experience or have loved ones that you, you know, and the same goes with, with like racism. It's like, oh, you have, okay, you're not mad that that your daughter's dating a black man because you love this black man, but he's not like the other black men. <laughs> it's like, instead of being like, oh, I'm... An idiot. My yeah. other beliefs were racist. Yeah. yeah. And it goes that, that way for these things too, because it's like, it's not like these Republicans or conservatives or, you know, pro-life. It's not like they don't know anyone in their life who's going to have one or has had one or anyone they love even. And it might not even make them love that person any less. They're just going to keep seeing that person as the exception. Yeah. And, you know, to what you said, and I feel like maybe I said this last time I was on here, I, I don't have any numbers for it. I don't think they exist, but just the anecdotal evidence of people who work at like Planned Parenthood and clinics who talk about these protesters outside, the number of them that they see sneak into the clinic and get an abortion. Like oh, either they yeah, get yeah, yeah. an abortion or like they end up bringing like a niece or something. Yep. And then they do that. They say like, well, I'm the exception. And then they're back out there the next yep. day. It does not change their minds. And it it's it's so bizarre to think about that. And it's I even, so ironic. Well, and I hesitate, you know, because there are there are a lot of effective things with talking to people in the middle and, you know, even a little yeah. more to anti-abortion who you talk about, you're like, well, what if it's the mother's life is in danger and all mm -hmm. these things, but, and you tell them these instances, but I've kind of stopped even talking about that because I just mm. don't really care. <laughs> I, you know, something that I think is really amazing that has always stuck with me when I learned about the Jane Collective. And I know I'm talking about the Jane Collective a lot, but it's because they have become so relevant again. Yeah. And yeah. really anyone listening to this should go and read about them because they're amazing heroes. But, um, oh, I lost my train of thought immediately. Um, Jane Collective, <laughs> no, like people, um, how to communicate what? to people about. Uh, yes. So they never, thank you. They mm -hmm. never asked anyone why they were having an abortion yeah ever yeah. Yeah. ever they just it mm -hmm. didn't it doesn't matter it doesn't matter no because at the end of the day i mean and what i fundamentally believe is like i believe that women like i am arguing for the right of a woman to her body i am arguing the right of her to be able to make a decision for herself um the thought of somebody forcing me to carry a child is so 
disgusting and scary to mm -hmm. me personally. And I would never do that to anyone. I would never say this is my decision to make. You can be anti-abortion in the sense that you would not have one yourself. That's what I was going to But that say. does not mean that you should be able to make that decision for other people. Mm -hmm. And the issue is that we're over here, we're arguing about women and their rights to their body. And they are arguing about the possibility of a baby, which you know, right. that goes all the way back to every single one of these cases, which is when is the pregnancy vital? And right. so basically it's like we've decided as a society that it's 24 weeks, which whatever, that's fine. But when is it, you know, if we look at the viability of pregnancies, if we've decided that it is 24 weeks, then putting a six-week ban into effect is in direct opposition of that. Like, it's just yeah. not... I don't understand how that law is allowed to be upheld right now. And yeah, right. I'm a I mean, psycho. Like, I feel like I want to run. I would take it even farther. I'd be like, cool, done. Let's make it zero. But this is what I'm going to do. Ban all masturbation. Men cannot <laughs> masturbate. You are wasting seed. I would, I would like, that's how mm -hmm. psycho I feel about this. Like I would go, well, I would take like, it even farther. It's like it's an just... L Woods moment right there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, well, did you count every single sperm yeah. that you flushed down the toilet? Like, yeah. Um, it's just like, it's her. insane because also it's like, okay, well at this, you know, six weeks, 24 weeks, that's when we start caring and we're going to fight so hard to put laws into place for this. And yet, uh, okay, then let's give it an age to where you stop caring about the caring about this baby, about this human. Well, so this when human, they're born, you start 100%. caring. Well, I know, but that's my point. Like, yeah. okay, you start caring at twenty four weeks or six weeks, um, and then then if there's going to be laws about that, there must be laws about. Okay, well then we're gonna like who's gonna support this baby who isn't able to be provided for, who or who isn't wanted or who can't be supported? All of these things. Um, you know what I mean? It's just like so twisted because it's not and in the, the titles of the quote unquote sides, pro-life and pro-choice. Pro-life indicates that the opposite is pro-death. No, it's pro-life or pro-quality of life. Like whatever, the, even the terms are skewed because it's like you're not arguing for life. And you're definitely, like you said, Bailey, it's not like we're fighting for the rights of women to our own bodies. And that's we're fighting different fights because that's not even what mm -hmm. a lot of these men are even thinking about but also like you said you can hold your own personal beliefs you could never ever for yourself want an abortion you could disagree with it and then you just live your life that way do what you what you need to do and or just who cares like who gives a fuck why are we so concerned with controlling other people with their personal decisions when we can make our own choice but it's because we're controlling women Right. We're controlling women specifically mm -hmm. and women's bodies. And that's what makes it so disgusting. <laughs> it's yeah. just, yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, another thing that I keep thinking about um, is that so when we're growing up, we learn about Supreme Court cases. Right. Like and the thing is, we don't people don't usually remember a lot of them. But I would say that usually people remember Roe v. Wade. They remember Brown versus the Board of Education. Mm -hmm. They maybe remember the Snopes monkey, the Scopes monkey, Snopes monkey, Scopes monkey. There we go. Scopes monkey trial. So what's crazy to me is like, let's take Brown versus the Board of Education. 
because a lot of people are like, oh, it's not a big deal that this is happening with Roe v. Wade because it'll be sent back to the states and then, like, we're fine because we live in this progressive state and, like, it'll be fine. Right. It's not illegal. Well, imagine if that was Brown versus the Board of Education. <laughs> that would not be viewed as not a big deal. Exactly. That would be viewed as a huge loss as yeah. a very regressive thing to happen mm -hmm. if all of a sudden we sent it back to the states and we're like, oh, yeah, you can segregate schools, but it's just it's up to you as a state <laughs> if you can do that. Right. It is totally insane to me that this landmark decision is being treated so flippantly because it is being sent back to the states to decide. Mm -hmm. And I also, you know, none of us have ever lived in a world without Roe. No. Mm -mm. We haven't. And we don't know what that's going to be like. I mean, I think that we can make all of these guesses, but I think that it's going to affect a lot of people who don't even understand that it is going to affect them because yeah. they have never lived in a world where Roe did not exist. Yeah. I And it, it baffles me that it escapes a lot of these people's minds about how dangerous it is being pregnant, an American woman being pregnant, a black American woman yes. being pregnant. Like the, I don't have it off the top of my head. I don't know if you would about the, the, the pregnancy death, death rates. rates. The yeah. mortality rates. The mortality well, rates. What I was going to say, you know, that's interesting because in Mississippi, they recently, um, or maybe I think it was recent, but they were talking about, they were like, this is for the safety of women. And, you know, that was shot down really quickly because they're like, you know, Mississippi has a higher, the like oh, the wow. highest, like mortality rate when yeah. it comes to pregnancy. Horrifying. Whereas like getting an abortion is safer. I mean, it is. It's crazy that it is safer to be pregnant in Saudi Arabia than it is yeah. in Mississippi. What? Yes. Yes. We're a developed See, we, country. That is embarrassing. Yeah. I, and are we? You know what yeah, I mean? Are, like, are, are, are we? Because battle. it's just all a facade. Like, we're all just, we, we think that we, we act as though we are this completely, like, liberated. And don't get me wrong. I know there's, like, grateful to be here for so many reasons, of course. But, like... We just need to get off our high horse as Americans and be like, we don't have it figured out. Every other first world developed country has figured out healthcare, has figured out free education, has figured out like so many things that there's already blueprints for. So we can't act stupid like, well, I don't know how this would work. No, we're bullshit. Well, let's look at every other developed country. They they figured it out. I yeah. um, Ugh. I I wonder too. I have the I don't know if I, a theory or just like the similarities between the anti-vax movement and the pro-choice movement because like, I, I I mean obviously Trump being in power like and and Ruth dying like definitely like fast forwarded this you know Kavanaugh being there Amy Coney Barrett you know being fast forwarded the destruction of Roe v Wade and all these states coming in out of the woodwork but especially like it's a pandemic and I'm like. A lot of these anti-vax people are like, my body, my choice. Why can't you understand that? And like co-opting exactly who they're against, which are pro-choice people. So do you see similarities between those movements and like maybe it's for the worse because we're, we're here now? <laughs> I hate it when I hear people use that argument because once again, my dad has used that argument on me um, where he specifically said, you know, well, like 
you can't say that women can get abortions, but like that I have to get a vaccine. And I just do not think that that is the same thing at all. Yeah. Um, We're talking once again, like it is disrespectful to compare those two things because one of them is forcing a woman to carry a child in her body, then push it out of her vagina and then keep it for however long. Whereas the other one is a poke in the arm that is scientifically proven to help protect the people around you. And that's where I think it's different. Um, I know people disagree with me and I do know that there are, you know, this also sucks with this anti-vax thing because there are some people who legitimately cannot get vaccinated and now they're being put in this position where they can basically never leave their houses and also like, even if they want to do something, they have to tell people they're not vaccinated and then people look at them like, oh, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. You know, like, I feel bad because I recently met one of those people who, like, is allergic to an ingredient yeah. and can't get vaccinated. And yeah. so it sucks because she's like, I really want to be able to go outside, but I can't yeah. because of all of these other unvaccinated people who are not getting vaccinated for literally no reason my mom Um, my mom has ms she can't she can get the vaccine but only in times like in boosters only in times where it doesn't uh conflict with her infusion because the medication for people with ms it messes with your immune system so it doesn't make sense she literally cannot get a, a vaccine during that time but even when she does get a vaccine it doesn't do anything because of her ms so my mom, essentially, it's so fucking sad. Like, she is a shut-in now, and she has been since the start of the pandemic, and she has no idea when she can be out again. And, like, mm-hmm. when I see her, which is one time a year, I have to quarantine and test incessantly. Um, to be, Anybody who's around her has to quarantine and test. So she can't be a normal person because of mm-hmm. this whole thing. And see, that's that's why I get so annoyed about these my body, my choice things, because I'm like, but that's affecting other people in society. And that's why it's upsetting. And also, there's just so much, you know, I mean, I know that obviously these people don't believe in science, but um, (laughs) I just I'm like, there's so much scientific proof that, like, Mm -hmm. if you get a vaccine, then you won't get the measles yeah crazy like (laughs) look at polio it's gone now like um we look at like the first you know the the history of inoculation and smallpox that's just super fascinating but Mm -hmm. people were really scared of that more because they thought it was like the devil or something but so i guess it's like we we can't even (laughs) like the pro-choice movement can't even say my body my my body my choice at this point i feel like I was like, because then they're going to come back. At, well, yeah, well, you know, because most of these people are anti-vax. Well, my body, my choice. I feel like we get to, like, shift our communication so much now. Sure, but it goes both ways, right? Because yeah. it, the thing is, if they're coming at you and they're saying, well, what about my body, my choice? And it's like, okay, then legalize abortion. Yeah, so it's like both yeah, both ways. It's like this, this, <laughs> mm-hmm. like this entire argument, like, we have to completely, like, negate now because it's just... Well, and it goes back to, like, this argument that nobody wants to have, but I, 
Well, if we even take women out of it, because honestly, no one gives a fuck about women, and I wish that were not true, but, like, yeah. that's how no. it is. And yeah. they'll just call you a feminazi and keep going. But if we if we bring in this question of do you have a right to privacy, and we look at the Ninth right. Amendment and the Fourteenth Amendment, that's when things start to get kind of interesting. Because it's like, well, well do you? Mm-hmm. In the Constitution, do you have a right to privacy? And what does that mean in the case of public health? And what does that mean in the case of your own body? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I think that it is it means different things when it comes to a vaccine as opposed to not yeah. wanting to push a baby out of out your of vagina. Yourself. I'm just going to keep saying that because I'm like, that is horrifying <sighs> that we would force anyone to do that. Yeah. They're, we're it like, is. please rip your vagina Mm-hmm. And then have a As child a, for the next for the rest of your life. The rest of your life. It feels like I can't help but I, I mean I'm sorry. I know some people say this isn't it, but it just feels like we are punished for having sex because if yes. they really cared, why wouldn't they talk about birth control? Right. Like why wouldn't they? We know that if you talk about birth control in schools and you you know educate kids like mm-hmm. sex ed, then statistically abortions will go down mm-hmm. yeah but they don't want to do that either they're just like abstinence 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 yeah, and we know that doesn't sense. work yeah so, i remember going through oh no go ahead sorry no i just like i i feel crazy i feel at my mm-hmm. wits end here because i'm like well you can't you can't just say no sex because we know that that's gonna happen <laughs> and right. also birth control fails sometimes you can mm-hmm. have an iud and it can fail you i mean it's it doesn't happen very often, but it does happen. And mm-hmm. when it does, you know, like, I mean, let's say you do get pregnant with an IUD. First of all, like, that's very dangerous. Yeah. And probably the baby will die anyway. So it's like, do you do you also want to be traumatized on top of this? Right. Like, mm-hmm. there, there was, um, in high school, I was going to um, this, like, youth group thing because the boy I liked was in it. Um, <laughs> and my... <laughs> Oh, my girl, parents were like, I have been there. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it was like Sunday dinners and like he was there. My best friend was there. And I was like, <sighs> my parents were like, you don't have to keep going. And I was like, no, I'm going to go. So and it was Lord. like this couple, this, yeah, this like wear my cute little low rise 2000s jeans. <laughs> Just kidding. I hate those. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I went, it was like a married couple that ran the youth group and they had like, I mean, like five kids and she was pregnant with the sixth. And this unit we were working on was about natural family planning and how that is what God wants. And that's the way to do it. Meaning like, you know, work, obviously work around your cycle and to plan when you, when, if you want kids or if you don't want kids, that's how you do it. And mean, and I'm like 15, I wasn't having sex. I was just like thinking about this, like, ma'am, you're on your fifth pregnancy and you guys don't, and you're both teaching a youth group. You're obviously not making enough money to like you, you, this isn't working for you, but not my, not my problem. I'm just noticing this, but also, um, no, they probably think that God blessed them. Yeah, exactly. Like, Oh, but this is the way. (laughs) Yeah. So then they're teaching us how to do natural family planning. First of all, when I'm like, first of all, it's it's not even working, but that wasn't the issue. We had a whole discussion about it. We all, well, they're talking about it. And then we're all sitting in a circle. And I remember they said they get done. And then the husband, Josh was like, now we're going to open up opened the room up for questions and gave a whole little like five like minute spiel about like this is a safe place and no you know you guys can ask anything and I just we really want to blah 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 safe space ask it the no question is 
unwelcome, blah, blah, blah. And people are just sitting there and I like raise my hand. And I was like, <laughs> I was yes. like, um, I just, I just don't understand why birth control is morally wrong. Like if you don't want to use it, okay. But I just don't understand why it's morally wrong. Yeah. You know, like vague question, but still like that part isn't sinking in. Like, can you just explain why? And he literally, after the, this whole speech about questions, I'll never forget. He like, he bristles up, he gets really tense and he goes, Molly, we are not talking about that right now and completely shut it down and was like, any other questions? And I'm like, what? So my dad picks me up that night and I was like fuming. I'm just like, you know, I'm there for, I'm there yeah, for this guy. I like, down. but like, don't get me into these kinds of arguments. Cause I'm like, he picks me up <laughs> and I was like, and I just asked him like, why it's wrong. And, and dad, he was like, oh, we're not talking about that Molly. And I was like, that's the whole point of tonight, blah, 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 blah. And my dad was like, obviously he has the same views as me and my parents do on all this. But, um, he was like, you know, he showed me this Walt Whitman quote that was like, it was a part of a poem, but it was re-examine all you've been told and dismiss what insults your soul. And he's like, you know, you don't have to, obviously you stop going to this group, but, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, you don't have to follow full doctrines that are laid out in front of you. I don't know. It's just like infuriating because the way that people, it's like, it's how am I trying to say? It's like this false advertisement of like, oh, we're in, we love everybody. We're inclusive. Like what's ask any question. God is there for you. And then you, the second you say anything that's challenging or questioning, it's like completely shut down. And that's how it is in politics now because religion and politics are so convoluted. They're so fearful. Mm -hmm. oh, oh my gosh. And it's interesting because how many people who went to church, not for a boy, right? <laughs> Which is also what I did at some point. Um, yes. You know, how many people went there and that that's what they relied on for their sex yeah. education and that's all they got. And they, they didn't ask questions or if they did, mm -hmm. they were shut down. And it, it's scary to me the number of people who think that an appropriate time to tell someone about sex is their wedding night, mm -hmm. um, right. like oh before God. they get married. There's just, you know, and then we're talking about we, but at the same time, we expect a woman to know she's pregnant before six weeks. It's like, <laughs> well, I don't remember learning about like my cycle in no. a way that I would understand when I was ovulating, right. um, which is actually, you know, would be something that would be very helpful to learn sex thought until my late 20s or 30s that I could get pregnant at any point I mean yeah. it was ovulation but like honestly I'm like most of the month I could probably get pregnant no mm -hmm. I didn't learn that mm -hmm. until I was like 28 yeah. yeah yeah so people don't know like they're not gonna know if they missed a period because they just are right. like oh it comes once every you know 28 days and yeah. then there we go and that is the end of the period conversation we don't yeah. we don't learn anything else about our cycle it mm -mm. just it, uh yeah, yeah i so mean our, our our pad uh commercials had blue uh liquid you know what i mean like they don't no one gives a shit about our <laughs> wow you're right real... red is offensive <laughs> yeah red. everything about Gross. us is offensive wait, wait your guys is isn't blue no, oh, just kidding. Yeah, I actually dye it afterwards. <laughs> like, because I want it to look like the commercials. So I just, it ends up being a weird purple color. But, yeah. you know, I get as close as Same. possible. I didn't, I didn't, I just wanted to be just like those women that are just like running through the tampon commercials, super yeah. happy. I'm like, Jumping oh my God, boards. I am not 
jogging when I have my period. I don't know if I'm the only person that feels that way. Oh my God, never. No. I am, I actually right now, like (laughs) non sequitur, I have an ovarian cyst that I'm waiting on getting taken out of my body. And like, you better believe when I am on my period, I am just like laying down Mm -hmm. with a hot pad and watching Mm -hmm. Fleabag for the hundredth Mm -hmm. time. Like that's what I'm doing. Yeah, like, same. You're like, I need a, uh, I need the hot priest and a hot bag, and then I'm done. Oh <laughs> my god, just oh, that show is brilliant. But I know. <laughs> okay, one more thing I have to mention though, to yes. you guys, is that yes, something yes, yes. that is really interesting that just happened recently is um, there is something called the Turnaway Study, and it's it sucks because this study has been done over the course of 10 years and clearly did not the people who were doing it did not know it was going to be as relevant as it has ended up doing but it's about you know the harms of denying a woman a wanted abortion and so basically Mm. what they did is they found a bunch of women and they like 10 years ago and they found them based on they would go into clinics and you know because everybody has different laws about when you can get an abortion they found people who got abortions at a certain time and then they found some people who were denied abortions Mm -hmm. at the exact same time and they followed them and the difference in their lives was staggering i mean it is staggering because you know they all kind of started out on the same footing economically and then you can see from credit reports you can see from because you know when you get a credit report it's showing like evictions it's showing income it's showing all of these things and denying a woman an abortion caused significant strife so basically these other women who across the board got abortions were able to either maintain or move up in their lives whereas everyone else who was not able to obtain an abortion they ended up just completely like i mean the majority of them are like under the poverty line now so It's called, and it's called the Turnaway Study, and it was through the University of California, and it is worth looking into, at least reading the summary, because just the economic hardship is so fascinating, because, you know, if we're going to take, I feel like in order to have these conversations, unfortunately, we even though like I clearly fundamentally believe and get very animated when I'm talking about women's rights to their own body, that mm-hmm. does not seem to speak to a lot of people. And mm-hmm. so when we're looking at like the economic right. hardship that happens, I'm like, great. I'm glad this study happened so we can show other people these actual hard numbers. Yeah, in a different um, language, like oh, yeah. capitalism. I, I'm you like, speak here's that some facts for you. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, so, I mean, like, here it says, like, women who were turned away and went on to give birth experienced an increase in household poverty, lasting at least four years relative to those who received an abortion. Wow. Yeah, you're just gonna, you're punished. It's it's just so fucking interesting how backwards it is in in the view of women, and it's just, they, they, the patriarchy, cannot see women (laughs) in any other role except for maternal. They cannot. You cannot be a successful businesswoman. You cannot go out and, and just live your life doing whatever the fuck you want to do. Mm-mm. You have to give birth and be a family woman and and raise your babies and be a, a doting housewife. 
that's it. Goodbye. You know, there's no what there's mm-hmm. no in between anymore. Maybe. But also you could lose MLM. your job. You could right. also I mean, that was a big part of like Roe v. Yeah. Wade. Right. That when she was when she I'm saying she isn't Sarah. I forget her last name, but she um, was the lawyer. I mean, she talked a lot yeah. uh, in the original case about how a lot of women at that time. They were fired if they got pregnant. And mm-hmm. so, like, right. you're going to lose mm-hmm. your job. I mean, up until, like, the Obama administration, literally being a woman was considered a pre-existing condition. And <laughs> oh, that yeah. gave health providers and insurance companies, that basically gave them permission to charge you more because mm-hmm. you might get pregnant at some mm-hmm. point. I... <laughs> We well, are basically also, just viewed as these walking wombs. Yeah, incubators. <laughs> yeah. Who can produce right. more children to kill the planet. But cool. who shouldn't exactly. shouldn't have babies, should be on birth control, shouldn't have sex, but should have babies because that's our sole purpose in well, the world. Well, you have to be married. And then you have to be yes. married. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You yes. have to be married, but then, oh God, it's just like. Well, and you know, another scary thing is that in. I mean, oh, gosh, it's like Texas right to life, whatever. They Mm -hmm. already wrote this big legal document that was basically like Roe versus Wade is there's nothing about abortion in the Constitution, blah, 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 blah. And then they go on to talk about how, like, gay marriage is also not in the Constitution and that's not okay. And then they give this whole long, like, page and a half about why loving versus Virginia is fine because they don't want to seem racist. But they're like, but this case that involved two men getting married, like, that's not okay, and we will overturn that next. Like, and so it, you know, I don't want to say, like, it's a slippery slope because I feel like that's overused all the time, but this does open the door to overturn other cases. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that that argument of, like, oh, this wasn't in the Constitution. Well, was data mining in the Constitution? No, because <laughs> social media, like, uh, like, the world is changing. Not everything is going to be in, the, it's just. Was Bitcoin, was Bitcoin in the Constitution, Daryl? Like, get right. fucked. Yeah, like, Daryl has a right to a musket, you guys, okay? <laughs> and he is going to use it. Yeah, I, I guess so. Oh, my God. Well, okay, well, well, is that our episode title? <laughs> Daryl, Daryl has a right to a musket. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, the last thing that I will say, because I, like, yes. want, because this is all really, really negative, right? So, yeah, I was going like, yeah. to I was gonna ask I, a positive, like, positive momentum, yeah. midterms coming up, anything that you can give us mm-hmm. is positive. Well, <laughs> this is all terrible. I'm, I feel like I've been used to working in this terrible space, and, you know, when you usually talk to people about it, they're like, ah, yeah. what can I do? And then, thing is there are some things that you can do and the thing that i would tell most people to do is go to the national network for or is it of national network of abortion funds and so that is a website that tells you kind of like the one that i was talking about earlier the northwest abortion access fund it will go through each state and it's like you live here this is where you can volunteer to either Mm. you can donate you can drive women to a clinic, you can house them if you happen to have mm. an extra room. But that's something that you can actually do when we move into this space, which I feel like I didn't say this earlier, but this case, uh, the Mississippi case should be should be happening around, um, it's like a, between spring and June. It's coming up. Yep. It's very, very soon. Um, 
So this is something that, you know, I know a lot of people, they throw money at Planned Parenthood and NARAL, and you should absolutely do that. But if you want to volunteer, this is something that you can go and you can do, especially, you know, during the pandemic, if people are flexible because they're working from home and they feel safe, a lot of these places do need volunteers. And there's a list of every single state that has an abortion fund. And then if you click on it, there's a little area that says, you know, it, it just says fund on it if you want to donate. But if mm-hmm. you go to each individual page, you can actually go to their website and see if there is a volunteer option because they need safe people to be able to pick women up from the airports. And especially going into this, like if we do end up getting into a space where all of these states are going to have bans or really intense restrictions on abortion, we are going to need lots of help from women who do support abortion within each state. Can you you. you text me that information? So I have that. Um, Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I mean, you that's amazing that. That, that, that they have a, a program like that anyway, because, you know, I, I, to me, I think a hero is, I mean, anybody that's working to protect women's rights in general, but like I follow so many clinic defenders and people that are on the front lines really getting in, making sure women can safely walk in and get whatever necessary procedure they need done. Um, but also that there are people like helping with travel costs or tra- travel costs and a place to stay. That's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So please, yeah. everyone listening, please go there and help out. Donate. Yeah, thank you. <sighs> shard of light. Yes. In the- shard of light. I know it's all terrible. I hope that I was <laughs> able to like answer some of your questions though, in a way yeah. that is understandable. Of course. Um, Because I feel like a lot of times, you know, when we Google these things, it's Mm -hmm. very overwhelming. Um, And so even though I don't really work as much on abortion legislation right now, um, you know, I still read laws for my job all the (laughs) time (laughs) and have to look at how bills are passed in the Supreme Court and all of that jazz. So Mm -hmm. I... You know, if anybody has any questions, they can always reach out to me because even if I don't know the answer off the top of my head, I can usually get it for you. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. And we're going to we we should have you on when that gets settled in Supreme, like late spring when we when we hear more about that Mississippi uh, law. So, yeah, we maybe if COVID's not a thing, I'll just like fly over there and <gasps> you can drink. Don't oh tease us. I know. It just there can't oh. be any. There can't be any bugs. No. no oh bugs. no, not in this apartment. No, no, no. no, no. Can you b- bring your little pink plush uterus yes, behind I you? Mean, oh, you guys! I have in my one cowgirl boot. Yes. If people, if people aren't watching the YouTube, they're gonna be like pink plush uterus. That sounds very. You gotta go on YouTube and watch. Realistic. I'm a very messy person. Okay, like I'm not. Okay. I'm not gonna hide it. I'm a very, very messy human. It always looks like a bomb of clothes went off. And but I it's like have... colorful and strategic. It looks like yeah. um like Zoe from New Girl or something. You oh. know, it's like part of your charm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you because I it really doesn't make sense because I have an entire room that I made into a closet. So I don't know how it all migrates out here, but <laughs> it does. And, you know, like I watched last night in Soho the other day and I immediately was like, I need a vinyl jacket. I need a vinyl <laughs> jacket. And I just like just went all over the Internet looking for the perfect vinyl jacket. And now I have three. So 
I love that. I, I'm the That's same way. That's always how it goes. Yeah. You I just deal like, with one thing and then you're like, I have three versions. I of am this per- I am yes. um, Anya Taylor-Joy. I don't care. I, I don't go outside, though, so I don't really know where I'm going to wear this. You're going to wear it to LA pod- when you come for your next yeah, right. our podcast. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Thank right. you so much, Bailey. Thank you, Bailey. Thank you. Love you guys. I'm so happy you. to see you guys. You Aww. too. Thank you for having me on. Uh, I love her. Oh my so god, <laughs> I, I love her. Like, and she's she's so incredibly informed, but um, is able to articulate it in a digestible and relevant way. And I also yeah. I learn so much every time we talk with her. Like, I actually found it really enlightening and not at all surprising. But I didn't know, you know, the reasoning behind Roe v. Wade, and that it was actually the reason it mainly was pushed through was to protect the privacy of the doctors uh, of course you know because yeah. it's like well how else would something that progressive have made it through no it's yeah, not god really forbid, about <laughs> literally god forbid yeah it's to protect women's autonomy like literally god forbid yeah god forbid um so I, there's a lot we talked in the episode obviously we she just talked about the national network of abortion funds so we're going to shout that out again please mm-hmm. go to their website learn about all these states that are taking volunteers and if you can if you have those resources to do so in time please volunteer and help women out yeah. donate money and you can if donate you can. too do that we're also going to shout out planned parenthood and all the good work they do they deliver vital affordable high quality reproductive health care sex education uh legal abortions uh, and information to millions of people worldwide 2.4 million people per year count on planned parenthood so make a generous tax deductible gift uh, today at plannedparenthood.org or donate over the phone at 1-800-430 four nine zero seven yes so there's many ways like bailey said to get involved you know obviously financial donations are appreciated but you can volunteer you can even even sharing that the national network of abortion funds even sharing that page on it's social a, media abortionfunds.org for that abortionfunds.org mm-hmm. yeah and so sharing that on social media so that friends and your network knows they can all access it for their own state or their surrounding states and just spreading, spreading the awareness and the word. Um, follow word. us on IG and Twitter at the SOS Pod. We're on Patreon. If you guys want to get in on some bonus content, extended interviews, we have some um, uh, bonus content with Bailey from this episode. Yeah, so you're gonna want to check that. You're that not gonna funny wanna. conversations. <laughs> you're not um, gonna want to not hear it. Is what yeah. I will say. <laughs> She's hilarious. She should be a stand-up comedian. She, um, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, truly, so sh- truly. Shout out to Steve, Nancy, Nyjah for being patrons. Um, also, you know. We're on YouTube, uh, so as with Molly and Alyssa, you can see our beautiful faces during this interview. And um, rate and review us. We're on Spotify, uh, um, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, we're there. And rate and review us. It helps us reach more people. Yes, and I'm Molly Cottrell. I'm Alyssa Rosano. And here's to turning meltdowns into magic. Magic.